0: You just never know where you're going to end up. Our guest today is a dentist turned pest control owner. Let's learn more about his journey. Welcome to the Field Famous Podcast brought to you by Field Routes, a show that shines a light on the field service industry and the dedicated professionals that grind every day on their journey to success. I am your host, Dr. Christopher Fasano. Before we begin, I just want to remind you that the best way to get new episodes of the Field Famous Podcast is to subscribe on your favorite pod player, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, you will find the Field Famous Podcast. The show is also available in video format. If you prefer to watch the video, you can go to YouTube and subscribe there. All those links for everything that I just mentioned, you can find at BeFieldFamous.com. Last but not least, if you're really enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review. Our guest for today's show is Carl Braun, owner and CEO of Quality Pest Control. Carl Braun, are you ready to be field famous? Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Chris. All right, Carl. So Carl and I have a history together. Carl and I have worked together previously, um, in another life before I got to where I am now. Um, so I've known Carl for a little bit of time. Um, and I've continued to, to, to know Carl a little bit from a distance now, but know him and his business. Um, so I'm happy to have you on Carl. It's good to have a conversation with you again. We used to have these quite often. We don't get to do it too much anymore. So I appreciate you coming on. So I know Carl Braun, at least to the extent of uh, the, the owner of pest control business. Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience so they can get a sense for who you are and what you do, and then we can, we can take it from there.
1: Sure, Chris. Um, Once again, thanks for having me on. Uh, My name is Carl Braun. I am the owner of, uh, with my wife, the owner of
0: uh, Quality Pest Control in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, Now, wait, Carl, remind me this. Are you from out in in the Midwest? Are you from Nebraska, born and raised, or you moved out there? um, I call Nebraska my home. I was actually
1: born in New Mexico, but raised in Nebraska. Okay. Um,
0: All right. And like raised like from a very young boy or like you're, okay. So schooling schooling was in Nebraska. Yes. Okay. All right. And you, did you go, did you attend college and where did you go? Did you go in state or no?
1: Yeah, I did. I I attended University of Nebraska. Um, My undergraduate studies were in biochemistry and microbiology. And I'm a graduate of uh, the medical center in 1984 with a degree in dentistry. And I practiced for about 28 years and and stumbled into pest control.
0: Okay, so I forgot about this, Carl. Okay, so this is going to be a great (laughs) conversation now. Tell me what it's like at a University of Nebraska football game. Um,
1: Well, then it was 70,000 people. Now it's 90,000-plus screaming people. Um, And and most fans are rabid fans. Uh, We could be down four touchdowns with three minutes left, but we got the ball and we can still win. At least those were the old days. We've, we've struggled the last couple of decades but I think we're on to something new here but the but but certainly the football team is something that most people know Nebraska for
0: like it's a thing in Nebraska though like it's a very much part of your of the DNA there
1: hundred percent do you still 100%. do you still go Carl or no um yeah I, I go try to make a game every year um, okay. it's it's become much more commercialized and and yeah. now it's 90 plus thousand in a stadium that was built a Eons ago, and um, you can just imagine some of the plumbing opportunities. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> oh man!
0: All right. So microbiology. You said biochemistry. Yeah. And so I was a biochemistry and molecular biology major. I took micro. Um, what? What was was your track? Knowing that you wanted to get into dentistry, so you just sort Absolutely. of pre- you premed it, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah. weren't like I, a I, you weren't like a very you weren't a a biochemistry fanatic and was really looking. And loved it. Um, and that's why you did it's, like it. Sorry
1: for interrupting. Yeah, I mean, I, I embrace science. I mean, it, it's, I just, science is, is, that's how my brain works. You, some people read Shakespeare and, and I don't.
0: Same. I don't read Shakespeare. Yeah. I, th- I read it. I tried to read it. I, I, I tried to read it, is the, is the thing yeah. back in the day. Um, but some people try to get through biochemistry and they can't. So I guess to each that's their right. own, right? Did Indeed. you have to take physical chemistry?
1: Uh, P-Chem, no, that that's, I, I did not have to do okay. that.
0: I did, it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I was saying like, of all of my schooling, all the way up through PhD, the worst thing in the worst class was P-Chem. Um, I'll never forget, so P-Chem is physical chemistry. I don't even know how to ex- describe it to someone, Carl. It's like, uh, it's where physics and chemi- organic chemistry mix. Or, mm-hmm. I, I, it, or it's so, and I remember the the professor the first test I think the average was like a 40 something and I'm saying to myself how can that be how could you have a system where the average is 40 <laughs> either the, te- the professor is not good or it's just way too advanced for for the people taking it at the time and that's sort of the known thing with pchem so I struggled through but you didn't have to you didn't have to do that
1: no uh, that experience does describe my my uh first go round with physics in college though and
0: physics was too You need a certain mind for physics, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that mind.
1: And I will say this, for me, it's all about who who the teacher is. And then, you know, the expression is when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Maybe there was a little bit of that going on too, but um, I was ready and anxious to learn and, and was blessed to have awesome professors.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things about, well, a lot about scientists in general, so scientists that teach, sometimes, maybe most times, scientists that Scientists teach because it's part of their contract. To be a researcher, you have to teach. You're not there primarily because you want to teach. And so what happens there is scientists also, not all of them, the most dynamic in their ability to converse uh, Mm -hmm. and lead a room of young people to a place. So they're just sort of there. And if you have a physicist you can imagine that kind of mind, and then you're asking them to teach basic physics to a bunch of like you know twenty year olds. So there's a there's sometimes there could be a thing there. Um, so dentistry, how you practice for how long? About twenty eight years. And you enjoyed it? Um, at first. But.
1: But. Uh... I don't want to knock too bad too, too too hard on on that profession but it it became something that it wasn't. Uh we were a few years behind our medical brothers but uh the sellout to to corporate dentistry and and uh I mean it, it took away from the the private practice aspect of it and and plus uh it was just time to move on and yep. you know I just tried to be retired and
0: um you just couldn't do it. No. Nah. So, do it. so you you didn't retire and then go into this. You had some time and then went yeah. into this. There was a break. Yeah, there was a little bit of a break.
1: And uh, my wife and I had a conversation. And and the the dilemma that we faced was, do we sell our home? Which is, I mean, we have a nice home out in the country with, with some land. Do we sell that and move to town? Or do we buy a job that's not... Practicing dentistry, so so we bought a job that happened to be a bug business, and and uh, funny thing happened, it grew.
0: So, why pest? Why bugs? Why pest?
1: Well, um, first first of all, first of all, the attraction was it was a job to go look at, and and so we went to look at it, and and the more I learned about it, I I, I was fascinated by it. I I really, if I would have known then, meaning you know, back in 1978, what I know now, I, I, my, my career might've been completely different. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is such a fascinating industry and, and, um, it's fun to be a part of it.
0: So when you said the business was available, did did you, were you, you found a business that was available to purchase? Is that how you got in? Okay. All right. yeah. And you were evaluating all different types of businesses. You weren't just looking at pest control businesses? No, we were just
1: looking at, at again, Opportunities. we weren't looking at we weren't looking at businesses to buy. We were looking at jobs to buy for a little while. I so see. it was a you know, so let's get this and and you know see how it goes. It's interesting and and so so many times people will say, how can you make that leap from from?" private practice dental to to this and and really it's it's the same thing only different and and how it's the same thing is is we help our our clients just as we helped our patients solve problems that are painful um it's just a different kind of a pain and they can't do it themselves you know and so it's it's the same thing you have to be in the people business to practice dentistry and you have to be in the people business to be successful in pest management.
0: And there's also a recurring retention thing going on in dentistry. You oh. want to keep your patients over the long of term, course. right? And it's not just mm-hmm. getting them in, but it's keeping there. So, so, so that's a similar model. So when you got in, where were you at the owner level from the beginning, Carl, or no, you just were part of a business working.
1: No, no. Uh, my wife and I purchased this and, and, uh, okay. right off the bat, um, it was mine. Okay. And you know my knowledge of, of pest control then consisted of a shoe and maybe a magnifying glass reverting back to when I was six years old and, and ants on the sidewalk. but but we don't need to talk about that these days. but uh,
0: but it's an interesting it is a sci- it is a very scientific um industry. There's a lot of science, okay. right? when we were talking about biochemistry, 100%. which is chemicals, right mm-hmm. and 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 the structure of molecules, you're you're using them every day. So Absolutely. That, that must have been cool as a scientist, too, and part of, a, part of, a, part of an attraction to the business, right?
1: It, it really was. I mean, again, I mean, it's, it's the best of both worlds. I mean, it's, it's people, it's science, um, it's becoming a keen observer to figure out what the problem really is, uh, continue to refine, excuse me, listening skills. I mean, it, what, what is your patient, what are your clients saying, and what are they saying that they're not saying? You know, yeah. so you, it, it's... Uh, very similar world.
0: So tell me a little bit about some of the early challenges you face. So on this, you know, a lot of people in the audience are listening. They're either, you know, they have a business of themselves or maybe they're looking to start one. They're a tech or something. They're thinking about one day they want to do it. So we try to talk through your successes, your wins, your failures, the roadblocks. So tell me a little bit about when you jump, you jump into this new thing. What are some of the things immediately pop up that you're just like, Whoa, okay, I gotta, I gotta really take a look.
1: Well, one of the things that popped up right away was, was uh, the gentleman that we purchased quality pest control from had a very limited scope of service. And and uh, in fact, he, he ran his business from a flip phone and you would get a voice if the prospective client would call in, get a voicemail. Hi, thank you for calling. I don't do this. I don't do this. I don't do this. And I don't do that. And I don't do that. But if you still want to leave a message, do so. So, you know, we, we, we didn't do a lot of things right off the bat. So um, the immediate challenge, I, I established a relationship with, with my supplier. And, and I still do business with that gentleman today. Um, I, I asked him, what, what is the one thing I need to learn this year. And he advised me to go to bedbugs. And, and so I learned bedbugs. And, and then I just kind of made it a personal mission to achieve a certain level of, of excellence with a new pest every year. Okay. And then and, uh, and, and here we are today. And so you kept today.
0: adding services to the portfolio. Yeah. And that's really sort of how, okay. So you were growing your business by being able to accommodate m- more requests in the industry, mm-hmm. in the space, which gave you a bigger audience to 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 pull from. Um, so I know I know this about you. I know that you're one to get. You're very involved in the industry. Tell me a little bit about how how you feel that makes a difference in being a business owner in it. Like I know that can sound obvious, but certain people just do it, and they per- on the peripheral periphery, if you will, of the industry. But you're you're in it. Tell me how much that's helped you in the game.
1: Well, I'm happy to share that with you, with you and your listeners, Chris. Um, at first, um, you know, I would see these guys in the magazines, the PCT and, and PMP and all of that, and and I went to my first MP, MPMA meeting, and I saw a gentleman, and I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm I i do not deserve to be in the same room and share the same oxygen that that man does. Well, um, I. Got involved with with NPMA uh, through their executive leadership program and and became friends with a lot of these people that that I I just admired from afar and the, the thing is everybody had open arms and and this industry is so so anxious to share and help mentor and 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 help you know it's, there's there's plenty of business and and it's the the I mean it, the the spirit of, of I want to share. I want to help. I want to help you grow. I want to teach you what what was taught to me. You know, pay it forward is is really strong. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the really attractive things about this about this industry.
0: And you th- sometimes the bet like hence this show. The best way to learn is from hearing people that do it, and hearing what mm-hmm. that, right and and seeing what's going on. So so when you start, you you begin the approach. You expand some of the service portfolio. Um, what are some other things that you saw really start to work in terms of your growth and that you started then, you, you know, you sort of, you're finding it, right? It's like anything mm-hmm. in growth, you find it and then you fuel it when you find it and then you look for something else. So tell Absolutely. me a little bit about some other things that you that you have noticed and that really sort of helped you go.
1: Well, one of the things... Um that I noticed is Jerry had this this uh, irrational fear that that someone like you, Chris, was in your mom's basement getting into his computer and stealing his money. So he wasn't on the internet and he didn't believe in in, in having a website and. Uh, or even GPS. I introduced Jerry to the concept of GPS. Okay. Can you imagine doing a pest wow. route with an atlas and right. trying to figure out where these locations are? So anyway, to to uh, to get in to get on the internet, and then I learned about uh, search engine marketing and SEO and everything that goes along with that, and and we kind of embraced that and and uh, I mean evolved with that part of our, our industry. Um, the the yeah, I mean that was probably the biggest next step that we took embracing was embracing the
0: the switch or the the digital presence, if you will.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and to that point, um, at first, I you've heard this before, and I, I have anyway. I don't need all of that. I just need a web presence, yeah. and and I quickly realized that the coolest website in the world doesn't matter if no one sees it. Correct. And and so it, it's more about being seen and and having a clear message and 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 whatnot and having a site that people want to stick around with. But but um, I quickly learned the value of, of the marketing side of, of yep. the internet.
0: Um, by the way, you you mentioned how do you do the routes with without GPS. The other day, recently, I was talking to my son about pizza delivery because I, I grew up as a pizza delivery guy. That's what I did, like, in my time working when I was young. Um, off, you know, back home or when I had time after in high school and I went out my license. And we didn't have gps or smartphones so there was a big map in the back of the pizza shop and it was the you know the grid maps with the coordinates Mm -hmm. and someone would call in and they'd be at you know 45 hillside ave and you gotta you gotta find it and then you gotta remember it or write it down and you get in your car and you go out at night and you hope they have their lights on and you gotta look for the number and i tried explaining it to him and he looked at me like are you serious? You, really? You you really had to do that? I said yes. <laughs> yes, kid. There there wasn't a software or a, an app for everything back back in those days. You you really had to know where you were going, <laughs> where you were Indeed. going. Um, it's funny now that I take them when I take them back home cuz still family we drive around. I know the I know all the roads. And I'm like it's because I was driving them all. I knew exact I know exactly all the shortcuts. Um tell me a little bit about a lot of things we talk about in this game this is not just for pests but it's in in this sort of in field services in general lawn it'll apply your technicians the people going out and doing the work a lot of focus on them when you're trying to grow and scale you have to have people to do the work you got to be able to deliver Mm -hmm. the goods and there's a lot of talk in the industry about not only acquiring good talent but really keeping them especially through a seasonal business where cash flow can be up and down so what have you learned there and maybe you can share some of your experiences with that. Because people always will ask, like, can we talk, can you talk about those sorts of things? Because it's one of the things that really, really pains a lot of business owners. Sure. Um, a couple of things. First of all, um, knock wood,
1: uh, to, to date, I've never laid anyone off in the down season. So down season in Nebraska, it's it's basically December, January, and February, and even sometimes into March. Um so what did we do? We we went after some commercial business that Jerry did not do, that the previous owner did not do. He he hung up his, his B&G on Halloween and didn't pick it up again until March 1st. Okay. Um, so we went after some, some uh, different revenue streams um, and I, I paid these guys. I mean, I, I paid them... A minimal wage, not minimum wage, but a minimal wage. I, I paid them more than they would make getting unemployment. So it was worth their while to, to stay employed. And I mean, they had stuff to do. They, right. they didn't just sit around and watch paint dry. Right. Um, but uh, so that that I think was was key. And and then another thing that I think is pretty key is, is we've been blessed to kind of grow a pretty decent culture where people want to be a part of what we're doing. And and uh, once, once we get people through the door and get them out of their training they don't want to, they don't want to leave and that and again part of that is they get paid in the wintertime and uh, and it's just a good place to work.
0: I, I, I mean again, this is one of these obvious statements but I, I've heard that it obviously matters if you want to be at the place and you're in a mm-hmm. place where you feel like you're you mean something because you're when you get that bug in no pun intended you get that bug in your head like maybe I should go or maybe I should look for something else. It will pull you back if you really feel like the environment is a place that you, you know. Because that, the, I could go somewhere else, but I won't have all of this. So that that does matter, right? It does. It does really matter to provide an environment where someone feels like they can actually make a difference and matter.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and uh, part of that, I think, is is myself and and my my two uh, manager. Part parts of my business. I mean, we're approachable. And it's, it's, uh, when it's time for feedback, it's 360 degrees, you know, I mean, it's a safe place to say, um, I didn't like that. And here's why. And how can we work through that? Um, Just as, hey, that was great. uh, Let's do more of that, you know.
0: What about the acquiring of, te- like, new talent? Like, if you have to go out and look or you're, you're hiring or you need to find or in your previous – what are some avenues that you've looked at or that you found to be a little more successful or, or how how – you know, what are some strategies that you use that you find work –
1: well, that, my friend, is the the ten thousand dollar, the hundred thousand dollar question. I, I, I know today. you
0: have the. I know you have the winning answer for everyone, yeah. Carl.
1: Right? Well, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. I don't know if everyone would agree. Um, from the technician side, uh, it's it's just been persistence, you know, um, and going through a few interviewees, and and uh, you know, we've made a couple of bad hires along the way, and and they're quick, quick to weed themselves out if they don't fit. Um, I've been on a particularly painstaking journey to get inside salespeople. Um, and so finally I came to the conclusion that this is taking too much of my time and I'm getting the same results. So, uh, just recently I, I went to a recruiter and, and hired them to help. And, and, uh, actually just right before this, this podcast, I interviewed one of the most awesome people I've ever talked to and, and we're going to bring him on board. And, and, uh, so, um, some people cringe at the thought of paying somebody to help you, but then again, what's your time worth, right? right it's
0: like time is money, right, it's that. But yeah. I also, too, I've had this conversation with people. It's that you get to a point where you have to recognize, like, okay, I need something else. This isn't working for me. I, I gotta try something else, right? Like you, you know, like right. you said, like you gotta be able to do that in life and business. Otherwise, you're gonna not only just waste your time, but in the end, you spend more money Going around in circles, and circles don't ever get you anywhere. So um, maybe recruiters isn't the best option up front. But if you get to a point where you are not having any success, you shouldn't just you shouldn't just wholesale say I'll never do that. Is what we're saying. Yeah,
1: never say never, and and be selective. I mean, do your due diligence and, and find a good recruiter, not just any recruiter, right. because not all are the same.
0: And do you you must find that if you can like you talked about if you can promote an environment that people where people want to thrive and be I imagine you'll get more referrals like from texts like people might ask or recommend friends or buddies like you, this is a place you want to be a part of have you seen that mm-hmm. happen
1: Yeah yeah actually um, three of fifty uh, percent of my technician force is was is by referral way? Yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, I guess if they didn't like where they were working, they probably wouldn't recommend or ask their buddies you should come join. I mean, I would I would imagine. I don't know. But
1: I'd say that's a fair fair assumption.
0: Now what about what about some of the stumbling blocks along the way, Carl? I mean it must it must not have been a perfect jog down the street, right? I imagine you Hit a curb every once in a while, or a couple of rocks Absolutely. in your shoe. So, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about some of those, because uh, you know people are going to be they're traveling down a road. It's not the same one as yours, but there's similarities. So, what what are some things you stumbled on?
1: Okay, for some things that I personally stumbled on, um, are probably some of my own shortcomings, okay. and and that is. Uh, I, I tried to do too much myself and and uh, was a little bit behind the ball um, when it came time to, to swing and, and make the hit as far as delegation. Um, I, I didn't want to, I, I felt like I could do more and and a, a, here's an example of how that played out. Um, I used to do my own bookkeeping I, again I mean when we started out it was I did everything just like Jerry did. Well, I was doing sales tax reporting at four o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning one day. And I said, this is the dumbest thing in the world. You need to hire a bookkeeper, you know? And, and so I did. And, and that, that was a stumbling block. Um, and just, just like letting go of certain things and, and trusting that, that other people are trained to do it. And, um, once that once that train leaves the station and starts to get a little bit of momentum, it gets easier to do for sure. And and, and you, you you have to you have to trust the people around you, and and it goes back to making good hires in the first place.
0: Yep. Um, now that you have you have a business, it's running and it has grown. What. Tell me a little bit about what your goals are for the future of the business. Where where do you where do you hope you... You don't have to tell me in terms of real numbers. Just tell me about, like, in strategic mind or what you're thinking in your life. Are you looking to have this forever? Are you looking to grow it to sell? And the reason why I'm asking is because, you know, a lot of people uh, that, are, that have shops or have businesses have different things in mind. Some people want to keep it in its legacy business. They want to pass it through. Other people are looking to, you know, grow it and sell it and make a multiple and, and exit. And the strategy could... If one or the other, how you run the business and grow it, it might be different depending on the outcome of what you're doing or where you want to go. So tell yeah. us a little bit about what you're thinking in terms of your business. Well, um, when we
1: started, the, the, the plan was that, that we would grow it and then ultimately pass it on to, to f- family. Um, that doesn't look like it's going to pan out. Um, so, so at some point and what that point is, I, I have no idea, but, but at some point, first of all, I guess part of that depends on the cards that life deals. Sure, of course. Okay. All right, right, yeah. Like everything else, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there will be a point that, that, uh, that I, I do pass it along. I mean, exit and, and, um, and what that looks like, I'm not sure yet. In some way, Yeah, in some way. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And you, regardless of which way that goes, you're going to run the business the same way you are. Good business, growing things like this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's not going to alter how you approach the day to day. Not at all. Okay.
1: Not at all. Well, it's. I mean, we're far from perfect. Make no mistake. I mean, we're far from perfect. Every day is a learning experience. We learn something every day. If not, you, what, what did I miss? Kind right. of a thing. But uh, we're just going to keep keep on keeping on trying to do the right thing and. and uh, I, hopefully, we'll continue to be have the growth that we've had. You know, I mean, it's it's life is good.
0: Um, I want to ask you about a particular uh, scenario in this business, a particular pest control, but again, it's applicable in other businesses like this, where there's recurring revenue streams, or end or a one-time service. One of the things that I always had to deal with in marketing for pest control companies and these companies is trying to convince or convey that pest control or this sort of service a control service is not something that you just want to do once you want to be preventative about it you want to be proactive about it i always mm-hmm. akin it to like people have heard me use the analogy of it's like a physical for your home it's best to go get it keep keep up on it you don't want the problem to appear and then you have a real problem and it's much harder to fix the problem when you got a problem, you much rather keep it under control and monitor it. And that was that was a difficult thing to articulate and sell, um, as as we move to recurring revenue as the number one thing. So I, I'm curious if you could tell us a little bit about your experience and how you. Because I know you have recurring uh, revenue, and I know that 's a driver, how did you approach that with your with your prospects and your staff in trying to make sure you were appropriately balancing getting people into a plan, but also accommodating the one times when you went or when you need to
1: well, to get to to get to where we are now it, it has been a journey. Um, One of the things, as you're well aware of, that's occurred over the last few years, I mean, the cost of of acquiring a client has just exponentially exploded. I mean, the the cost per lead is crazy. So um, to do a one-time service, it's not not profitable. In fact, oftentimes it's a loss leader. Um, So one of the things that we've done is is we've charged a whole lot more for that one-time service. And then... um, Make it more attractive to roll it recurring. into a bundle. So, yep. for instance, are, are you going to pay full price today, or do you want a fifty dollars discount? And then we can just keep this up for a minimal, four, you know, X dollars a month, and and uh, then you'll never have these problems again. You right. know, and and that works for some, and some people choose to pay the the, the the higher fee, and it's it's enough of a fee that that at least we're not taking too much of a bath on it. So right.
0: right. And what about using what about those one time customers? I don't know if you've uh, spe- like specifically looked at this. do you find that, yes, you come in, there one time. you don't make as much on them, but now they're there. Now you have them in the mm-hmm. database. Do you find that they reactivate and possibly become another time service or you get them in as a recurring because they just become a prospect pool for you and you don't have to acquire them again, if you will?
1: The answer to that is yes on both on both fronts. Um, a, a lot of folks just want us to come out once a year. And, and, um, with our, our software, you know, it's, it's easy to track, you know, we, we try to be proactive now instead of wait for them to call It's it's, uh, Mr. Fasano, this, you called this last year about those ants. Would you like to get that scheduled now? That kind of a thing. Um, and yeah, they're in our database and, and this is a, a place where we're, we're headed with, with, uh, with using our software to, yeah. to help us um, proactively market to those, get them, yeah, proactively yeah. market to, to yeah. those to those people that are in our database. I mean, I've heard some crazy numbers. Um, people claim that that there's all kinds of value in, in just sitting in your data, you know, in clients that you have. Yeah,
0: and and so really, you've, you're you're it's interesting. What you're doing is you're creating a recurring, you're creating a recurring service out of the one time, if you will. Uh, yeah, right. That's yeah, what you're doing you're, you're, you're making recurring it, annual service. Correct, it's a recurring annual service, right. Mm-hmm. Not recurring that it automatically goes, but recurring that you're going to get them to commit to doing it every year when you call them, hey, your time is up. And that's actually an interesting marketing strategy to speak to them like it's now time rather than do you want to come? Do you want it, right?
1: Um, you know, my philosophy when it comes to sales in general, it, it's it's not an inventory we're not inviting you to buy, we're, we're persuading you for, for lack of a better correct. word. Um, I mean- the the objective is to have our clients want what we know that they need, and and uh, as far as being proactive with the annual services, it's it's you know Omaha's a spread out community, and and f- in terms of route density, it's it's a lot easier to have that one time service fit on a route rather than have it come on a Saturday where yep. where it's forty miles away from anything. Yep. And
0: then so. last 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 thing is. You, so a, a business that has a recurring model, and they then increase their, their share of recurring revenue, mm-hmm. and that's good. Success. Check. I have recurring mo- money and revenue coming in. It alleviates some of the cash flow issues. Check. Now the next hurdle and problem is keeping them, right? Uh, keeping them in pest control and particular possibly in lawn, too, once the lawn gets nice and green and once the once the house is rid of bugs— I don't need you anymore, Carl, because the bugs are gone. So why am I going to keep paying you when I don't have a problem? Like you're so the val- the value you provided just gave that customer an exit to stop paying you. Do you run into that and talk to a little bit about some some retention tactics that you're trying to use to keep people? Um the answer to that
1: is yes, and some some people are just going to leave. You know, I mean, you, you can't you can't retain them all. Um, one of the things that we talk about over and over and over it, to our, our especially our field people, our service specialists, and even even on the phone. You know, every time we get the opportunity we want to resell the value of our service to our client because you know they like you said all my bugs are gone that's great for the first few months and then they they're, they're never there again that's because we're doing our job right. but but you it's it's good to remind them and then um, another thing that I, I wanted to mention earlier but I skipped over it, it as far as uh, keeping people in the winter time we've we've gone to uh, a monthly budget plan for, for payments so uh, that evens out our cash flow and and makes it a lot easier to keep our guys in in the wintertime. Uh, but anyway, the monthly payment plan, uh, we we sometimes we have to talk about that. Why am I paying you? You're not coming out. Well, you're that's that's your budget payment. You're paying for pest insurance. You know, And in, in fact, we are doing pest control because we, we have you set up for success with your rodent control. We've right. done the exclusion that you needed. I right. mean, we you don't have bugs. You don't have pests. You don't have mice. Right. So, you know, that that's how that works out for us.
0: It's, it's kind of like um, the um, energy companies do this, I think, where it's like rather than, you know, because in the winter in the northeast, I'm sure, where you are, you use a lot of heat. So your mm-hmm. costs will go up. Then, then when you stop using the heat, the costs come down, and you have like a low bill. Then the summer comes, people start using their air conditioning. Then, the, then a, so rather than doing that, they put you on a budget. They could you mm-hmm. can do where they will flatten you out, and you're paying every month a little bit more on those than the shoulder months, but never as high as the peak months. And it's a way uh, to yeah. normalize the the cost because what people I think really want is they want a predictable. It's good to know, et cetera, what I have to pay. So it's a similar, similar idea, right? Where you're, 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 yeah. you, for you too, you're getting cash flow that you know you're going to get a little more consistently. And
1: and another th- uh, good thing about that, or another thing that we try to do as a part of that is set it and forget it. You know, get a credit card on file, and, and yep. it's just a, it, it just becomes something that that people don't think about. You know, I mean, it's, it's just there. It's kind of like my cell phone bill or my Netflix or whatever. You know, I, I, I just—it happens, and I don't even think don't even about think it. About
0: so, it. And that's what and you want, right? And there's
1: nothing nefarious
0: about that. No, it's you know, nothing it's, about that, no. You've yeah. done your job, right? That means you're exactly. doing your job, and they're, they're whatever. Um, so the last thing we'll leave everybody with is let's do this. I, I invite you to give—you're you're up on stage. You're giving a talk to a bunch of budding professionals in the space, in PEST, a home service, a field service, and they're getting going, and you're there and you have you only have a few minutes and you're there and you can tell them a very quick few things that you learned about this business that they should focus on right now as they begin or as they're getting going in their growth what what are the what are what are some of those things or one of those things that you're you're there in those two minutes
1: well first of all um give some thought to where you want to be in 10 years and then in five years, what, where do I have to be in five years to be where I want to be in 10 years? Yep. And then in three years, and then what do I need to do in six months? What do I need to do next week? But be clear about your vision and be true to that yep. and, and have a plan. I mean, if you don't have a plan, I mean, how or if you don't have a place to go, how are you going to know when you get there, number one? And and it's, it is it is hard work. You know, you work hard and, and, and you, you'll be rewarded. Um, I, I had to smile. I was talking with a, a gentleman who's in, Home services as well. Uh, he recently added pest to his lineup of service offerings, but but he he said pest control is is uh, the best get rich slow thing that he's ever heard of. <laughs> and and you know we don't have you know twenty five thousand uh, dollar ticket items, but by the same token, if you do a good job and work hard, you'll have loyal clients that that love you, and and it's rewarding altruistically, and it's also rewarding financially. I mean, it, it, it if builds, you build it, they will it come. It builds over time. Yeah. That's
0: the key. It builds over time. Um, all right. Well, let's, to close, I'm going to give you a, we're going to do a quick rapid fire. I do X or Y, and you pick the one that resonates most with you. It's fun. It's very simple. You'll, you'll, oh boy! here we go. So uh, you can't think, don't, you can't think. You just got to answer. That's what makes it, makes it fun. So this is our version with Carl Braun, quality pest control. You ready? Hope so. You're going to be ready because I'm going to go anyway. Here we go. You ready? All right. Yeah. Text or talk? Uh, <laughs> talk. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Oh, dark chocolate all the way. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Summer or winter? Fall. Morning. <laughs> I love fall too. Morning or evening? Evening. Salty or sweet? Um, Salty. Do you have a nickname? Me? No. Would you I'm rather sure I do, that that, uh, that you don't know about? <laughs> <that> <laughs> yeah. People call you. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals?
1: Ooh. Probably talk to animals.
0: Most people say that. How long does it take you to get ready in the morning? Um about forty minutes. Forty minutes. Scale of one to yeah. ten, how good of a driver are you? One ten's the best. Uh probably a nine. Invisibility or super strength? Super strength. Rats or mice? Mice. Bees or wasps?
1: Um, Bees.
0: Everyone loves the bees. Um, Is this podcast the best podcast you've ever appeared on? It is. Is it the only one? No, it's not actually. Right, so I've I been win. on three of them. We win. Nice work. All right, everybody. So I want to thank Carl for coming on the show. Just to remind everyone go to befieldfamous.com. You can find more information about field routes, about the podcast. Tell your friends, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And remember, your success is fame worthy. So come tell your story. Carl, appreciate it, man. Good talking with you.
1: Appreciate you, Chris. Thanks for having me on. No